friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm pastor to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your drive time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you once again. Welcome aboard, folks. Uh, it is uh, an absolute privilege uh, to be able to share with you. Today we're looking at the theme of faith. Is it the weak man's crutch? Now there's a question uh, and, a, and a half. And to Today, uh, our co-host is Pastor Ricardo Schaefer. Now, Ricardo is pastor of the College Park and the Wisto uh, Seventh-day Adventist churches here in South Oz. Now, welcome to you, Ricardo. Thank you. How are you? Oh, it is It is wonderful to have uh, a new hand uh, on deck today. Now, of course, normally on uh, Wednesdays, we would have uh, Pastor David Butcher uh, with us, but uh, David uh, is on some, uh, taking a well-earned, well-earned break uh, at this uh, at this point in time, so he can't be with us. So we've got Ricardo coming to, to share with us. Now, Ricardo, you're new in Adelaide. How do you enjoy the Adelaide weather? Very much, very much. I like it because it's dry. It's dry? Oh, yeah. Look, I, I lived in Queensland for a while, and I, I love Queensland. Beautiful place, but the wet heat uh, certainly got to me after a little while. I love the dry heat down here. I uh, agree. It really is. It really is something. Where's, where, where's home for you? Home? It's... Wherever, uh, wherever you put your shingle down. Yeah. At the moment, Mount Barker. Mount Barker is a lovely, lovely place. I, uh, I love the Adelaide Hills here. If there's any of our listeners who ever get a chance to come to, uh, to Adelaide, uh, look, the Adelaide Hills is certainly the place, um, that, uh, that you do need to investigate and have a look at. Uh, tell me, Ricardo, what do you do in your downtime? You know, when you've got f- just a bit of free time, you don't know what to do with yourself. What do you do? I enjoy reading and, um, playing the guitar. So Going out for a walk as well. So one day, if we get you to bring the guitar in here, you might sing us a a song. I uh, think about that one. <laughs> yeah, think about that one. Okay, good. Look, guys, let's come to our World Watch uh, segment now. Uh, this, uh, this, of course, we try to look at a uh, at an article that's impacting in the news at the at the present time. Now, uh, just uh, today, there's been a lot of uh, news here in yes. Australia uh, where uh, uh, the Northern Territory uh, uh, and I pull this article from uh, the Australian kids face non-gender sport under the Northern Territory Education Department plans. Now, of course, there's been a lot of discussion about this particular uh, issue, and uh, certainly I, uh, as I follow a number of different media sources, uh, this particular article has uh, has come up repetitiously. Now, uh, to me, as I read it, I really could hardly believe what it was I was reading. Uh, this is this is what uh, certainly the uh, a few paragraphs from what the uh, Australian uh, said. Uh, Northern Territory teachers would be encouraged to organise non-gendered sports teams, physical education activities and sports days uh, under plans being developed by the Education Department. Uh, An early draft of the guidelines even suggested teachers be banned from calling students boys and girls to avoid offending children who who might be questioning their gender. 
and children attending school camps would be able to use toilets, showers and sleeping quarters of their affirmed gender. You know, when I read this, I could hardly believe what it was that I was reading here. The directions are included in draft guidelines on diverse sex, sexuality and gender identity in schools that have been sent out for consultation using gendered languages such as a boys and girls or ladies and gentlemen confirms gender stereo- stereotyping and roles uh, and can be alienating for gender questioning and gender diverse children an early draft of the uh, document says guidelines are also offered uh, for school outings and camps uh, when considering uh, school excursions including Including overnight stays, the teacher in charge of the excursion should consult uh, LGBTQ uh, students, parents and support teams to confirm preferences, the document says. Uh, children should be able to assess to access a personal facility such as toilets and showers and sleep in the same sleeping quarters as other children of their particular affirmed gender. However, any child who is LGBTQ and has a need or a desire for increased privacy, regardless of the underlying reason, should be provided with reasonable personal facilities, accommodation and options, which may even include a private room. Teachers are told uh, consideration must be given to the safety of other students, but uh, children are warned raising such concerns could be considered bullying. You know, as I read this, uh, um, I, I just, I just really, I shook my head in absolute disbelief. I mean, you know, as a, as a parent, Ricardo, how do you regard this uh, this sort of um, discussion paper? It's interesting because it reminds me of the words of Jesus when he said, "As in the days of Lot's." So yeah. it will be before the coming of the Son of Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the things that uh, the Bible says happened in Sodom and Gomorrah are happening before our eyes. Yeah. Now, I, I understand that we need to be cautious and not offend people unnecessarily, but I believe that there's also a line that any Christian should not be willing to cross. Mm. Right. Mm. So that's a that's very powerful. Actually, what you've actually said there. I mean, I suppose myself, I, I reflect on, uh, you know, back in you know the book of book of Genesis. You know, I I really appreciate what uh, Genesis says in uh, Genesis one twenty six and twenty seven. And God said, "Let us make man in our image, uh, according to our likeness. Let us have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the sea, birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." So God created them in His own. Image, what a beautiful thought! In the image of God, He created them, male and female. He created them. Do you know? To me, I am just so conscious, Ricardo, that increasingly today we're actually seeing this image of God, as it were, um, the male and the femaleness being broken down in our society. And, and as I, 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 I'm actually uh, frightened. For the future of our society, uh, right, right now. 
Yeah. Uh, look, um, this is uh, this is a powerful change that's uh, that's, that's happening uh, right uh, right now, uh, right before our eyes, uh, folks. Look, you know, I'm I'm conscious that in certainly Paul and Timothy uh, talks about evil men and seducers are going to grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Uh, you know, that is just so true. I believe in this type of um, development because you're seeing people deceiving and being deceived. Uh, I, I really feel uh, for parents in the day and age in which we're actually living today. Guys, look, let's come to some uh, some music. Uh, this is uh, Michael Card, uh, a really beautiful song uh, entitled uh, El Shaddai. Age 
Michael Card. Uh, Michael was singing El Shaddai. What a beautiful song. You know, that's a song that goes back uh, certainly into my uh, my college days. Uh, well loved in those days and certainly uh, for me, uh, great to love today. And now look guys, we do have a giveaway book uh, for you today. Now this is a real beauty. If you uh, haven't requested one of our offers before, this is one of the books to uh, really pick up on. Now the, the book's entitled At Jesus' Feet now, this is written by uh, Pastor Doug Batchelor. This is a, a really real beauty. Uh, he uh, uh, he subtitled it "The Gospel According to Mary Magdalene." Uh, someone to love me. Uh, that's what she wanted. That's all anyone really wants. We're all addicts. Sinaholic, says the author, trying to fill with various addictions the gaping void in our hearts designed for God. Take Mary Magdalene. She was a prosperous prostitute, but her life was one sad, sordid story until she met someone who loved her with a pure and an unconditional love. The book's entitled At Jesus' Feet, and uh, this is by uh, Pastor Doug Batchelor. He's got a wonderful media ministry occurring, uh, The Gospel According to Mary Magdalene, and this is an incredible devotional book. Now, guys, look, if you would like this particular book, uh, what you uh, need to do is to text us here at the studio. Now, our text number is 04888. 808 11. Now that number again is 04 888 And look, all you need to uh, put in your text is the code, and it's SA41 today. Uh, this is the 41st offer, SA41. Now please don't put any gap between the SA and the 41 because uh, that text will be received by our friend called Faithful. Now Faithful is our robot and uh, he'll come back uh, back to you. And uh, he'll ask you for the information that we need so that we can get uh, this book to you in the fastest possible way. Uh, so At Jesus' Feet is the book, and the code is uh, SA41, and the phone number is 04888. 80811. Uh, we'd love to be able to share this, uh, uh, this book, uh, with you, uh, with you today. Uh, now, you are listening to, uh, Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with, uh, Pastor Gary. Uh, today our co-host is, uh, Pastor Ricardo Schieffer. And, uh, Ricardo is the pastor of the College Park and the Wistos Seventh-day Adventist churches here in South Oz. Now, uh, both those churches are really beautiful, uh, beautiful churches and, uh, have certainly been around for a, for a long time. Uh, I love the Wisto Church up in the Adelaide Hills as well. It's a beautiful drive to be able to go up there, and uh, I've certainly preached up there on uh, on numerous occasions. Uh, now, we're looking today at the theme, faith. Is it the weak man's crutch? Now, you know, I'm really interested. I was doing some just some reading on this particular subject, and I, I picked up, you know, Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins um, believes that religion is a crutch for those who are afraid of blinking out of existence after death. Now, I love that particular comment. And then, of course, there's science fiction author Robert Hylan uh, wrote that religion is a crutch for people not strong enough to stand up to the unknown without help. Now, of course, this is something, Ricardo, that's really been thrown at Christians from probably from time immemorial. Um, How would you respond to it? And they're not the only ones who say that. In fact, um, my great uncle was a very generous man and he helped a lot of people, but he never understood what Christianity was all about, really. 
as an anti-Nazi, he um, escaped from Germany and witnessed firsthand a lot of the pain and suffering yeah. back in those days during the Second World War. And um, he found it hard to believe that there could be a loving God who mm-hmm. would allow all this suffering yeah. in the world. So um, he thought there was simply nothing beyond the grave. And so he used to say to me, I must admit that your religion is good because it keeps you away from drugs and other dangers. But to me, he said, religion is just a very good way of facing the reality of death. Okay, okay. And, and look, yeah. that is, that's incredibly challenging, isn't it? Because, you know, death is the ultimate um, taskmaster that comes to every single person. And, you sure. know, you as a pastor, I as a pastor, we've, you know, had to uh, minister to many people who have lost loved ones. And sure. it's, it's some of these are some of the biggest questions that people have to face. Yes. I think that most people would agree that death is uh, one of our greatest enemies. And fears for most. Indeed, indeed. And, and so that's what makes this question so key, so important. Yes. So in my great uncle's comment, he was basically saying to me, um, your faith is just a crutch to help you face the realities of life. Mm. You know, he honestly believed that. So the idea that faith or the believing God is a crutch begins with the assumption that God doesn't exist and is a human invention. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It has to do with that. Idea. Yeah, no, that's that's very true, actually. Because I mean, I actually remember the very first time this uh, was actually this claim was actually thrown at me. And those days, I was actually a high school student. I was attending mm-hmm. a, um, a a Christian high school over in in, in Sydney, and uh, I had to go to the uh, to the uh, to the school on the train. And one day, I happened to get talking to a to a businessman, and uh, he he knew my my uniform and so we got talking about uh, religious things and um, uh, this particular issue you know about faith came up and this was the very thing that got thrown at me and by him and in those days I had absolutely no answer to it you know that faith is in fact a crutch and I was struggling uh, to know well, what do I say and I have to admit it was only some years later I started to realize what the reality uh, of what he was actually saying uh, really was and was able to uh, provide an intelligent response. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that is a, a common comment in a lot of people who have gone through difficult situations in life. Mm. They cannot explain the existence of a loving God while they see all this suffering. Exactly. That's exactly. why they have, it really, they have a really hard time uh, understanding um, the reason why we, uh, religion exists. You know? Exactly, exactly. That's so true. Or faith in God. So, um, one of the most popular proponents of this hypothesis was Sigmund Freud, the renowned Austrian psychiatrist who had this to say about religious beliefs. Uh, from the book The Future of an Illusion, he wrote this. They are, now speaking about faith and religions, right? They are illusions, fulfillments of the oldest, strongest, and most urgent wishes of mankind. As we already know, the terrifying impression of helplessness in childhood arouses the need for protection, for protection through love, which was provided by the Father. Thus, the benevolent rule of divine providence allies our fear of the dangers of life. Wow, wow. That's a a quite an incredible statement when you think about it, isn't it? Yes. So pretty much he's... um, trying to explain the existence of religion or faith. 
as 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 you know arising from the need that we have of protection of a, of a loving father yeah and, and if you think about it these big questions are questions that have to be answered by everyone at some point you know the the really yes. big questions are you know where did i come from where am i going and why am i here today and you know it's those really big questions that it doesn't matter if you're a richard dawkins or if you're the the pope yes. or if you're the common man in the street those big questions they have to be answered at some point by everybody that's right and if you think about it um freud was trying to undermine christianity with this yeah, comment yeah, yeah. but if freud's analysis is correct if this desire of a father-like protecting loving God was a deep-seated desire within the human heart, then those religions that were practiced prior to Christianity would strongly emphasize God as a benevolent father figure as well. Mm. However, in the many religions of the early uh, Mediterranean and Middle East, this is simply not the case. Yeah. yeah. You don't find a loving God. Exactly, exactly. So some... Atheists say that Christians only believe in God because they want it to be true. But the question... And that's, you know, I mean, that's a a statement that does actually deserve a response. Yes. And because they see all this suffering, they say, oh, that's why you've invented God. Yeah. To escape the reality of life. Exactly. But couldn't the same assertion be made about atheists? That's the question I want to raise. That they only believe God doesn't exist because they don't want to believe in God? Mm, yeah, good, good response. It goes both ways. So, yeah, one could argue that there are some good reasons to wish God didn't exist. For example, no accountability. Mm-hmm. If God didn't exist, then there is freedom to live exactly how you wish and make your own rules. Okay, okay. I think a lot of people would like that. Uh, and that is so very, very true. You know, it's uh, uh, no, you make a, a valid, a valid point. I also think that a lot of people don't like the idea of a judgment, a divine judgment, judgment from God. Mm-hmm. So if there is no God, then I don't have to worry about being judged. Like I said before, I make my own rules. It makes for a very lonely existence, though, doesn't it? I think so too. You know, to, to me, uh, one of the things that I know I've appreciated most about uh, in my particular life uh, is, in fact, the whole faith aspect. And you know, i i came to I came to Christ. I know many years ago uh, when I was when I was just a, a high school student, and uh, uh, in those days, I was actually growing up in a family that, well had a, a large degree of dysfunctionality to it, and uh, like many people do today. Um, in fact, uh, more than once I've sort of thought, hey, you know, are there more dysfunctional families out there? And mm. I've since learned as a pastor that, yes, there are significantly dysfunctional families out there. But, you know, it was when I uh, understood what Jesus had to offer, when I understood what faith was all about, that so much for me, certainly started to make sense. Everything came together. It told me where I was coming from. It told me where I was going. It was telling me how I could live my life here uh, in a better way. And to me, coming from a dysfunctional family background, this was just so important and so vital uh, if 
if I was to to get out of the position I was actually in, and I to this day I'm so thankful. I mean, we're dealing with this question, you know, faith is it a weak man's crutch? Uh, well, you know, the thing that I I suppose I've learned, um, uh, Ricardo, is that uh, sometimes a crutch is actually necessary. That's if, true. If indeed it is a crutch, and I'm not sure that it is, but sometimes a crutch is actually necessary. Look, guys, let's have a little bit of a break there if we, uh, uh, if we possibly, uh, can. Uh, let's come to, uh, a, a really beautiful song, um, about faith. And this is Christian Badal, uh, Find Us Faithful. Uh, please enjoy. We're pilgrims on the journey of the narrow road. And those who Gone before us, line the way, cheering on the faithful, encouraging the weary. Their lives a stirring testament to God's sustaining grace. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us run the race, not only for the prize, but as those who've gone before us, let us leave to those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly have come and gone And our children sift through all we've left behind May the clues that they discover And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them To the road we each must
course was Christian Badal and uh, the song was uh, Find Us Faithful uh, Love uh, the uh, the climax to that uh, uh, particular song may all those who come behind us find us faithful you know faith is nothing to be ashamed of something is faith is something that one can be incredibly proud of you know tomorrow we're talking about the uh, the, the solid base the evidence base uh, there is for faith uh, I, I love you must hear uh, tomorrow's program now look guys we do have a, uh, a giveaway again that uh, giveaway is at Jesus feet uh, this is the gospel according to Mary Magdalene and this is written by uh, Pastor Doug Batchelor. It's entitled At Jesus' Feet. A really, this is a beautiful devotional book. Now, look, if you'd like to have your copy of At Jesus' Feet, uh, all you need to do is to send, it, uh, uh, send a text uh, to our studio text number, uh, that number is 04888-80811. And in your text, just uh, simply put uh, the code SA41 and... Uh, uh, we will, uh, uh, our, our robot, uh, he's called Faithful. Uh, he'll, uh, he'll pick it up and he'll ask you for some information that'll enable us to get this book to you in the fastest possible way. Uh, the book again is At Jesus' Feet by, uh, Pastor Doug Batchelor. Uh, The Gospel According to Mary Magdalene. And, uh, our studio text number is 04888. 808 uh, 11 we'd love uh, to give this book to uh, uh, to you uh, now you are listening to uh, faith FM drive time big Q a with uh, pastor Gary and today our co-host is uh, pastor Ricardo Schaefer now uh, Ricardo is pastor of the College Park and also the Wisto Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, here in uh, South Oles and uh, uh, he uh, is ministering in one of the nicest places in Australia uh, love the uh, South Oz, uh, it's uh, it really is it really is fantastic, uh, Ricardo. I really appreciate what you've actually been sharing. Now, just tell us something. Let's come to the scriptures if we can. Uh, you know, we're talking about faith. Is it a weak man's crutch? We've certainly seen out there that uh, so many uh, philosophers uh, certainly do challenge our our beliefs. They would certainly throw at Christians and say, "Hey, you know, faith is nothing more than the weak man's crutch." But look. Can the scriptures help us out at all in this great big picture? They do. They can. In fact, they, they have a very interesting perspective. There's a lot of so-called um, intellectual people out there. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to um, emphasize the contrast between these um, intellectuals and the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, people like Richard Dawkins, like you were mentioning before, believes that... Um, uh, religion is a crutch for those who are afraid of blinking out of existence after death, mm. right? Uh, the science fiction author Robert Heinlein wrote that religion is a crutch for people not strong enough to stand up for the unknown without help. Mm. 
And to name just a, another one, former Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura says that religion is a crutch for weak-minded people who need strength in numbers. <laughs> All right? So what they're saying is basically, hey, you're weak. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. You're not good enough. You're weak. You need help. But now when you go to the Bible, the Bible says something interesting. The Bible says it's okay to be weak. It's okay <laughs> to be weak. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to acknowledge your weakness. Exactly. Why is that? In um, first or oh, second Corinthians twelve, nine to ten, the Bible tells us that we are actually strong, not in our own strength, but in Christ. I'll read it to you, and it, said, and it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak... Then I am strong. In other words, by aligning yourself with Jesus Christ, by with somebody stronger than yourself, you actually become stronger. You know, I'm really interested how you look at nations even today. Uh, you know, there is a great deal of conflict at the at the present time. Yes. And a nations right now are saying, "Hey, is there some way that we can align ourselves to NATO?" Why do we want to align ourselves to NATO? Well, because in NATO we see strength, uh, whereas standing alone we are weak. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's worth admitting and saying, hey, standing alone is not actually a strength. Yes. It's all about recognizing that we cannot do it on our own. We all have broken legs, spiritually speaking, mm -hmm. and that is called sin, a sinful nature. We sin by nature. And we need a crutch, which is Jesus Christ. Okay. How does sin um, negatively impact on us? It is the nature that we are born with. By nature, we cannot follow the, the path of, of God. It is difficult for us. It is not in our nature. Like, for example, breathing is in our nature. You don't tell your lungs, yeah, hey, yeah. remember, you know, breathe. It happens automatically. So in our nature, sinning happens automatically. So we need some extra help. Okay. In other words, to change in many ways, what happens is, you know, it's the natural thing is for me to fly off the handle. You know, if my yes. children are doing something, the natural thing for me to do is to fly off the handle. But when I'm connected to, to Jesus Christ, uh, there is actually, if you like, a strengthening agent there. So that, exactly. you know, I, I'm changing the way that I actually respond to a lot of life's stresses. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. Does the scripture say anything else to us? And yet, Jesus takes over. Um, in Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. It doesn't say, Fear not, because you're strong. It says, For I am with you. That's where our strength lies. Uh, Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. 
Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love that passage of Scripture. You know, Ricardo, I'm so thankful that you've actually brought up that particular passage because that passage that talks about fear not, you know, it was only just a little while ago I was actually reading a, an article that was, was sent to me and uh, this particular in- individual made the statement that uh, the most frequent command in all of Scripture uh, is actually fear not. It's, exactly. it's repetitious right through uh, the Word of God. Now, just read that passage for us again, because I think it was important that we actually pick up on this one. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not, because I am with you. You know, I, yeah. when I look at this, I say, hey, this is a matter of an alliance that I've actually got with somebody who is stronger than me. Is it a crutch for the weak? Am I weak? Yes, I am weak. Do I need an alliance with somebody who's stronger than me? Oh, yeah, I do need that, 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 yes. that alliance. I love uh, what you're actually sharing here. Uh, give us some, give us, um, what else does the scripture say? So, um, as we can see, uh, recognizing our weakness is okay because our strength is found in Jesus Christ in that relationship yeah. with Him. He, He enables us to, to, to overcome our sinful nature. Now, I like what Joshua 1 9 says. Mm-hmm. It's, it begins with the words, Have I not commanded you? So, wow. what's next is actually a command, right? It says, Be strong and of good courage. This is not like, um, you may be strong and of good courage. <laughs> I, have co- I have commanded you. I've commanded you. I've, I've, given you I've given you the authority to be, exactly. be strong. To be strong, not wow. to be weak. Wow. So, it, it, it's okay to be weak. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, Christianity is not for weak people in that, in, in that sense. And yet, and yet, even people who acknowledge their weakness when they're connected to a Jesus Christ by faith are actually strengthened by the infilling of the Holy Spirit so mm-hmm. that they're able to deal with the issues that yes. life is constantly throwing at us all. Exactly. That includes death, the reality of death, suffering, pain, yeah. What we cannot explain in this life, all of that falls into the same category. Have I not commanded you, says Joshua one nine? be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. And here's the reason why. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Yeah. The same concept. We're not strong on our own strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're strong because of him. And yet, why, to me, I can't understand why this is seen as a negative you know, when yeah. nations around the world just go out of their way to align themselves with somebody stronger uh, than themselves. Exactly. Uh, do you know, uh, to me, I, uh, more and more I, uh, I sit down and I, I, I talk to people and uh, certainly individuals in the world in which we're living today, they're struggling to know which way's up. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Yes. You know, I mean, yes. more and more. I mean, people that uh, I, I've had people walking in my church, uh, and uh, they're, they're saying to me, um, "Pastor, I need what Christianity has got." And uh, to me, it's a it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing that's uh, uh, starting to occur now because so many are saying, "You know, hey, I need to reconsider uh, what uh, what the scriptures." Are actually exactly. offering. 
are actually offering. And but look, so, yes. yeah, please, let's come to some uh, some more music. Uh, this is uh, Faith First. Uh, love uh, love this particular song. The uh, uh, the song is uh, Where There Is Faith. Uh, please enjoy.
There's Faith First and the song is Where There Is Faith. I love the words of that particular song. Uh, You are not alone in this world. (laughs) You know, that's the beautiful thing about faith. Uh, You can have a choice of being standing alone in this world or standing with someone uh, who can walk with you. Hey, I'd like to align myself to somebody uh, who can walk with me uh, because that gives incredible strength. Uh, There's nothing wrong with aligning myself uh, with a stronger party. I love that and love that particular song, Faith First, Where There Is Faith, and uh, and thank you so much for that uh, for that song. Now, look, once again, that uh, gift that we have for you today is at Jesus' feet. This is the gospel according to Mary Magdalene, done by uh, Pastor Doug Batchelor. He's a He's a great presenter. Uh, you can find him uh, on online. He's on uh, Facebook. He's on YouTube. Uh, you name it. Uh, he he's there. Uh, a wonderful presenter. And this book has been a, has been uh, loved by many. This is the Gospel according uh, to Mary Magdalene. Uh, now, look, folks. If you would like uh, this particular book, uh, don't forget our uh, drive time uh, text number is o four triple eight eight o eight. Eleven oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven, and all you need to do is just text us with the uh, uh, the code SA forty one. Just s no gap between the SA and the forty one, and our a lovely robot faithful. Uh, he'll text you back, and he'll get the details that we need so we can send this uh, this particular book uh, to you. Uh, love uh, this particular book. Now uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Ricardo, Pastor Ricardo Schaefer. And Ricardo is pastor of the College Park and the Wistow Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in South Australia. And we're talking today about the theme, Faith, is it the weak man's crutch? Bring it all together. We're starting to wind up our program now. Bring it together for us, uh, Ricardo. Is faith the, uh, the, um, the weak man's crutch? Well, some people would like you to believe that only unintelligent people turn to God. Mm. But think, for example, of people like Isaac Newton. Benjamin Franklin and Galileo Galilei, mm. just to name a few. Yeah, they were yeah. very intelligent people. They were the top of their world at their time. Exactly, and they believed in God. And they did. They did. Yes. Then some other people will say uh, that faith is just for the weak, as we were mentioning before. So, is being a Christian a synonym a synonym of being weak? And now I'm talking about true Christians, right? Being a true Christian is that. Is that the same as being weak? Well, think about the many first century Christian martyrs who were thrown to the lions and killed because they would not renounce their faith. Were they weak? That's a uh, th- that's a powerful illustration. You know, uh, many years ago, I actually had the had the privilege of going high up into the Italian Alps, and we went to the Waldensian valleys, and uh, uh, we actually visited uh, some of the places where individuals stood for their faith on many occasions for the last time. And uh, that was uh, such a powerful, powerful experience because uh, we saw people whose faith enabled them to have incredible strength. Exactly. Amazing strength. You would not believe how they managed to have that strength, but now that we read the Bible, we know where the strength comes from. That's right. It's that alliance, isn't it, you know, between yes. uh, between the weak man, me, and that's what I am, 
the weak man me and the God of heaven and earth who says, hey, I want to walk with you. I want to give you strength. Uh, weak That's man's it. crutch, does it strengthen me? Yes, it does. Am I ashamed of that? Most certainly not. Uh, to me, this is one of the most powerful things mm-hmm. that uh, I think the scriptures present to us. Yes. Yeah, one of yeah. the greatest needs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, one of the look. Uh, tell me something. Do you think, um, Ricardo, that faith does it increase through the years? Because uh, sometimes, you know, I, I sort of feel that you know people have got, particularly when they're when they're young, they don't feel their faith is particularly strong. Um, do you think faith grows through the years? It definitely does. Faith is the same as trust. So um, you cannot trust someone that you don't know. Okay. And you cannot know someone that you don't spend time with. Mm, mm. So the longer we spend with God, the more we will get to know him. And yeah. the more we get to know him, the more we can trust him. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. faith. I, I, I love actually, I mean, one of the passages of Scripture I know that I really enjoy is uh, a second, second Peter chapter 1 uh, because Peter, of course, here is uh, is sharing what I call his gospel because there's so much good news in this. Uh, he, he talks about this, uh, by which we he has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you can be partakers of the heavenly nature. He has given us in faith, he's given us promises by which we can become a little bit like Jesus himself. You know, I think of, of Philippians. I love what uh, Paul says in Philippians. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. I, what, what an option, you know, the mind of Jesus. Paul says, I can have by faith in my own life, and then Peter actually goes on here in uh, in second uh, um, second Peter chapter one, uh, and he says this. But for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self. You know, to me, I find this an amazing statement because the statement here is add to your faith. Mm. You know, is it possible to add to your faith? You know, I'm so conscious that um, generally um, Christian preachers would say, "No, faith is faith is enough." But Peter mm. turns around here. He wants these uh, those people that are hearers hearers of him uh, to grow in their faith. And I yes. love what's here. Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self control, to self control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly love. To brotherly kindness, love. Uh, for if all these things are bound, you won't be barren nor unfruitful. You will be strengthened. I love what Peter is actually saying here because what we've got is faith start being a starting point. Mm-hmm. But then Peter is saying, "Hey, I want to strengthen you yes. even more. I want you to add to faith." You know, and yes. you know when I first read this and I first understood what the implications of what Peter was saying, I, I went away praising God. You know, I've actually mm-hmm. preached on this passage numerous times now because uh, to me it says something so powerful yes. uh, to contemporary. Are Christians today? Uh, yeah, no, it's really, uh, it really is uh, a powerful passage of scripture. Look, we have come to come time for us to actually finish our uh, our time together. Look, I'm just wondering, uh, Ricardo, how would you feel about praying 
for um, maybe for our, our listeners who might be struggling with their own personal faith. Yes. Would you just pray that uh, the Lord will bless those those individuals? Would you do that? Yes, of course. Thank you. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've manifested yourself through the Bible. You've let us know that it's okay to recognize that we are weak. There's a lot of limitations that we have in our nature, but we have a source of strength in you. We have um, a number of promises in the Bible ready to be claimed, promises of strength, promises that will give us back purpose in life. Lord, if there is anyone who's listening, um, feeling that um, it's too difficult to build up faith, just remind us, Lord, remind these listeners that in you, as we spend time with you, reading the Bible, talking to you in prayer, faith will increase because we'll get to know you more and more. And as our faith becomes stronger, we will be able to overcome a lot of obstacles that right now seem to be quite impossible. So please, Father, bless us all. Um, give us more faith that we may continue our journey with you. Bless our listeners. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary, Pastor Ricardo Schaefer on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Hugh Heenan are going to spend the entire time looking at the question, is faith blind? Now, folks, this is a a subject that you really do need to hear. You know, so often uh, I hear people say, our oh, faith is blind, it cannot see. But most people don't realize how much evidence faith is actually based on. Is faith blind? That's tomorrow's program. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 